Having the right TMS is vital in supporting freight broker growth. Partner with Thai Software to optimize your processes and compete with confidence. Get into the automation, data insights, and cash flow optimization game. Request a demo at thaisoftware.com. Welcome back to another edition of Check Call. Today we're talking all things geofencing and 3PLs. Don't forget to subscribe to Check Call the newsletter on FreightWaves.com if you haven't already. Today we are welcoming Lucas Shore, founder and CEO of Kestrel Insights, to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you having me. For our lo- loyal followers, I don't have an update on the Lego F1 car, but um, I will get that to you soon. I, uh, for, yeah, uh, Lucas was recently on Running on Ice where he did show us the F1 car, which I uh, personally cannot wait for the day that that's done because I am very interested in those F1 cars. Um, do you think that, do you think that one will blow up in a pothole like the one in Vegas did? Oh, gosh. Um, very likely. Um, I've got quite the uh, similar pothole issue on my driveway. So when I go out there to play race car by myself and my wife laughs at me, I'm sure the same thing will happen. But uh, yeah, not as at least less damage and uh, less risk for my end. But uh, yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not going to cost like a casual couple million dollars to repair. Just, you know, get out the Legos and (laughs) get the Legos and stick them back in. Yes, yes, exactly. So, um, but yeah, coming along. All right. So for those who did not catch you on Running on Ice, can you give me some background on yourself and kind of why you guys or why you started Kestrel? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um. So we, we do everything, everything geofencing. That's kind of the foundation of our company. And, uh, if you do anything related to geofencing or listen to this, you're going to want to kind of see what we've built. We're not, we're not a new tool that takes you to a different hardware system or tracking or visibility platform. This is kind of a bolt on that we'll talk about. And why we started it was I told this story at TIA last year, but, uh, I had a conversation with a broker who lost hundred thousand dollars worth of dog food because of 10 feet and what happened, it all came back to just an inaccurate geofence. And so where we got started was around a ton of situations like that. We just saw the way people were using geofencing in their existing platforms, how they were building them, how they were accessing them, what they really thought were the four walls that they had to live within when it came to geofencing. And we found just a lot better ways to automate geofencing and and just bring a new level of accuracy to it. So that's that was kind of the catalyst for us and how we've gone down this kind of funky little data niche but brought a lot of value to to our customers and and users in this space i could not imagine being anywhere near the phone call that happened when they found out that they lost a hundred thousand dollars worth of dog food um i think i would have disappeared and simply melted into uh the the multiverse to just not have to come anywhere near that yeah i don't know if it was well i was able in a way that how dog food added up to that amount but um obviously it was intriguing for us to be like what happened and as we've seen this just a lot with the way geofencing is today as people look to build more automated tools just more modern solutions for a modern supply chain geofences are a big part of that because it they create these triggers of like okay you've arrived you've departed you've been there for x amount of time let's automate some of these tasks that are typically in a broker's day whether a check call or something's going on lighting them up for their next load and so the accuracy of that timestamp is really, really important. And so for this case with this broker, um, it was an auto arrival kind of sign off sheet. So it's basically, okay, you've arrived. Um, you can, uh, it was like a trailer drop. And so they dropped it and they were going to leave. So the geofence said, yep, you're in the right spot. You're good. 
we will now authorize for you to to kind of move into the next step and leave. And they were 10 feet outside of a locked gate. And so it was kind of a confusing setup where there was like a little bit of a parking area. So it looked like, oh, this looks right. Geofed says I'm here. I'm good to go. Um, and so they were using these circles that just caught boundaries around the actual safe facility um, and allowed them to, to kind of sign off and leave. So that's exactly what we want to avoid is these margins of error that are seem minimal, but uh, yeah, they can, they can stink. Also, it, when you say it got left outside of a, a, like a locked secured gate, all I'm imagining is like uh, basically like the Hamburglar walking around and like, oh, there's a trailer here. Let me open it and be a thief. And then they just find like this truck full of dog food. And I, um, I really kind of wonder if they were like, oh, we, we picked the wrong trailer here. (laughs) They're like, please meet plasma TVs. (laughs) And it's like, well, we could probably move this, but this is going to be, we'll see what we can do. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure there was a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there is an interesting flooding of the market on Facebook marketplace for, uh, kibble for kibble. But, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just, um, that, so that's like been the biggest thing for us is. The number one use case is teams who are using circles. And so for those who think, oh, I've just got geofencing in my platform. I don't need this. There's two options that you're dealing with, like almost guaranteed across the board. And we've been doing this for so long. We've seen tons of similarities in so many of these use cases, but it's type in an address, drop a circle at that point. And that's where some of these errors and accuracy come, or it's sit there and manually draw the polygon. So um, I cross the board, that's the options you have. And so we've kind of, being able to automate that polygon side of things so you're not sitting there drawing shapes on a map but you're also not stuck with these circles that uh create a, an intimate relationship with the hamburglar like uh like you mentioned there mary so all right so you've mentioned the circles and the polygons uh break it down what does that look like what is kind of that give us that quick little geofencing 101 and um, just in case you know not all of us like you are really cool experts in geofencing <laughs> <laughs> yeah Absolutely. So in the most basic sense of the word, a geofence is a virtual boundary anywhere on earth. And it's used to create or to to communicate three different timestamps, arrival, departure, and time spent within that that geofence. No matter what you're using it for, what nuances or buzzwords you got around it, the whole goal is to just is to reduce risk via visibility. And that's that's whether you're, you're, you're triggering events down the road that are more accurate or you're just gaining more accurate reports. The whole idea is just to reduce risk. And, and that's why people are using them and why they're so common today. The, where they're most commonly used is around like origin and destination, but that's certainly expanding. You know, like you say, you're picking something up from point A to point B. That's what obviously origin, destination, get geofences around those. But what we've seen is teams expanding them into also kind of what's going on in between. So to- we've done geofences for toll roads or, or or way stations or fuel stops or parking stops that happen in between to, again, just provide more accurate insight to, to what's going on. And brokers that we see, you know, they're more and more like, like this command center. And so with the most accurate data you can have for what's really going on just bolsters trust and reputation in you as a broker. And so you can truly be that command center and avoid just, just that deterioration of your trust and your communication to your customers. So that's kind of where we, we've seen ourselves kind of fitting in with uh, some of this broker world, 3PL world. I think that that visibility component is extremely crucial to that because 
you know, every every shipper wants visibility. They want to know, they want to be able to log in at any point in time and see all of their stuff and know exactly where it is and, you know, how far it is away from delivering, just like we can, you know, see how many stops away our Amazon delivery is. Like the way that um the way that e-commerce has that down so so precisely, you know, shippers want that for drive in, um, but it's just, you know, infinitely harder. Um and um but I think that that, like you said, it kind of alleviates some of that headache because if you are a command center, you don't want to sit there and have to handle all these tiny little things or like approve that somebody got there or say like, oh, I see that you checked in, checked out, checked in, checked out. But really, it was just like you drove around the street, uh, like you drove down the street and that circle just happened to catch you. So then you have to kind of manage those exceptions that really slows it down. Um, so I think that, you know, having this extra kind of layer in there that says, OK, well, like we're not gonna we're not gonna mess with this. Like you drove down the street, so you checked in, but you checked out within like a minute or two minutes. Like that's any driver anywhere. I'll tell you, you even if you have a drop trailer, you can't get in and out of a facility in two. Minutes. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're just spot on. And and we're not like this is often we're reaching out to teams. You know, they like oh, I've I've got a project for you for it. I've got I'm an asset based brokerage, and I, I've got direct access to the telemax. Like that's not what we do. We're not looking to stick another piece of hardware on your rig we're not looking for you to log into a different telematic or visibility platform we're we're like a supercharger that you're going to bolt on to all those tools you already have so for example our our goal of bringing this to you is through a turnkey integration somewhere where you're using geofencing today so project 44 is a great example we've got a turnkey integration with them right now in project 44 you can um, there's three options for geofences circles um, manually drawn polygons, or they do have these cool kind of isochrone geofences. So you can actually put in five minute, 10 minute, 15 minute, and it creates these kind of crazy looking spider web geofences that go out. Those are your three options. Um, same issues ar- arrive around the circular and manually drawn ones. Circular, you have accuracy issues, manually drawn, you got to sit there and draw them. So our integration is you upload locations exactly like you're doing a project 44. Just do the circle route. Our system will pull those addresses and patch back a polygon geofence right to your account right there. So you don't do anything different. You've just, you've brought better data to your Project 44 tenant. So you don't have to do a single thing. We're not adding anything to your table. It's just, hey, do you want it or not? If yes, turn it on, you're done. There is no integration left. That's kind of where where we're bringing the, the visibility improvement to your table is not in some other solution, just in the solution you're already using today. I absolutely love that because I have seen so many integrations that have promised to solve all of my problems, give me everything that I want, but it never getting to that final step of integration is always so difficult because of, you know, one IT system that nobody realized it has to talk to another and then sometimes just gets abandoned. And two years later, do we ever finish that integration? I think so. I don't know. It works good enough and we kind of have it. Um, And so I think that taking that aspect out of it and just say, like, look, you're already using this service. It's just a feature. Do you want to turn it on or not? And to me, I mean, obviously I would turn it on because uh, I would not want to have to be that person that hand draws on the computer every single location. Um, And to get those basically immediately would be absolutely like chef's kiss perfect because I get that I get that concrete data, which, you know, it's something that everybody's pushing for right now is that clean data is that data that has all of that that actually is helpful and able to be manipulated into something else later on down the line. and to me, it, I mean, to me, it seems like a no brainer to just turn on that extra visibility feature. But hey, haven't haven't prevent shippers sometimes use logic. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're spot on. And um, 
Yeah. And, and the great thing too is people are like, oh, I'm now am I locked into your geofence? But if I want to adjust something or tweak something, again, we're putting the data in your platform. So everything you can do on, I'll just build on Project 44. So we talked about it. Everything you can do in there today is still applicable. Tweaking, adjusting. Um, you can say, hey, only Lucas only, only work on these ones. Or, and there's just so much flexibility because we're not bringing another platform or dashboard to your table. It's just, hey, everything you're used to, um, let's just let's knock out this one variable. So like, that's one of the big thing we hear too is, well, yeah, my geofence is slightly off, but maybe my tracking is slightly off. There, there could be all these things that are slightly off. It's like, okay, just get rid of this variable. Like I can guarantee to eliminate this variable for you. And you can now truly start to look at what's going on, trust in what data is saying, what the reports are telling you. So you can make those decisions. Um, so that's kind of where, where we come at it from. I like it. You're taking out all the obstacles that make that all the resistance. It's just, it's just a natural, it's a natural decision. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So when it comes to, you know, if I'm a 3PL and I have Project 44 or I have this integration and I have decided, okay, we're going to move forward with these automated geofencings that you guys have. Um, at what point in time, if ever, do I need to get my shippers involved in this decision? Is it just a value add service that I provide to them? Like, hey, hey, here's a lot cleaner data. Here's a lot better data. Do with this information what you will. Like, just don't ask questions where we got it or just, you know, hey, we have this now. Or do I need to go to my shipper first and say, hey, this is what we're thinking about doing. Are you OK with this? Um, or is it just kind of like a mix of the both? Yeah, no, it's a good question um, because when you start talking location data or even just the word data in general, people's ears immediately perk up and okay, privacy issues, what's going on? What do I need to sign in? Yes, all this stuff. Um, and so number one, we're not dealing with anything proprietary here. So in terms of from the, the data point of view, because it's like you can like you can go to that Walmart, you can draw that geofence yourself. Like you can absolutely go do that. So in terms of providing that geofence, no issues there. Um, in terms of the involvement from the shipper, great point and something that we do offer is, hey, tell them where you got it. Oh, not only that, you can connect our team to them. So if you have a customer that's got a bunch of locations or even just one, we can share with them, hey, this is the geofence they're using in whatever tracking facility. If you want us to send this to you and you approve it once a quarter, once a month, whatever it is, they don't change that often, but they change it not worth, worth checking in. They can provide feedback of, yeah, this is great. This is what we want. Or, hey, we actually built out in the Northwest corner. So that area is now part of us. They can check in and provide feedback on the geofence there because what the shipper has seen is, hey, yeah, I've got this one broker that's coming to me, which is awesome. They're on top of it. They're using accurate geofences. I love it. Why don't I take that geofence and, and utilize that across other brokers or other areas too? Because it creates kind of a standard for them where they're like, hey, this geofence is by far the most accurate and the one that I want to make sure everyone's using to communicate with me. Um, so it, it, it kind of creates a hub and spoke model for them as well. To, to build on this standard for their facility of, hey, this is the right geofence, this is what we want to use. So no required involvement from a shipper, um, no required involvement from anyone outside of me and my customer, or Kestrel Insights, whoever's using us, but we are more than willing to bring in anyone who wants to contribute to the accuracy, contribute to using it, no, no restrictions there. I feel like that has to be a huge value add that like a 3PL can sell on a shipper for like, okay, we manage, maybe we manage the West Coast for you, but you have, you know, something in the Midwest and you have something on the East Coast, like, hey, this is what, this is the enhancements we've done. And this is the, you know, added visibility and other things that we've provided to you here on the West Coast. You know, what if we bring all of this to your central and your East Coast stuff? I feel like that has to be a pretty good 
uh, you know, way to add that value and increase business with that customer. Because I know most customers use like two or three 3PLs or most large shippers use two or three 3PLs to manage different parts of their network. So I feel like that has to be a really easy way to be like, hey, do your other 3PLs do this? Because we do and we're better. Yeah. And that that's builds on kind of that comment of, you know, of reputation and trust. I mean, hiring, renewing a contract, all that is so much of it is reputation and like, do I trust you? Am I confident in what you're going to actually say you're going to do? And just showing these these types of gains or these types of ways you're thinking about things, absolutely. And because it, it, it allows you, you know, as a broker, you're always trying to manage more loads, make sure you know deliver the best service you can. This allows you to manage more loads effectively, at least manage the ones you've got on your plate as effective as possible. And that that communication is just rock solid. So yeah, it's a huge foundation builder for for a lot of these. The, the services these people offer and that's 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 just what we're here to here to help with um and i think being in kind of the smoky little data niche we're not saying hey yeah we're gonna eliminate all these roadblocks and all these roadmap things for you we're gonna do this and that like it's it's so clear it's like hey we're gonna nail this one thing for you like it's 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 clear as day and, and so it's it's a pretty quick sales process of like hey this is what we do i can show you how it works in the platform if you want to go let me know we can do this today so it, we really like that because it's 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 a pretty quick, you know, path to ROI for these people to see and and to really implement and start like saying, hey, what's going on today? This isn't a three month, two quarter, you know, rollout. This is hey, this is tomorrow. Um, so it's been it's been great to see. I absolutely love that the speed part of it because you'll have this thing and you're like, okay, yeah, we're going to start working with this person, but it's going to take us three to four months to get up to speed, and then maybe a couple more months of training, and then figuring out if we're actually doing it, and then. We're a year in this process and what do we have to show for it other than the promise that our data will probably be better some way, somehow. Um, whereas this is just like, no, we're here, we're in, like, let's just get rolling. Um, and I absolutely love that. Uh, on the other side of the coin, so I know we've talked about, you know, the service and the value add that 3PLs can give this, can use this as for shippers. I think that makes sense. Uh, what about on the other side? Like if you have a shipper that has all these visibility tools, and they decide to start partnering. I'm not sure how often that would actually happen if a shipper had these great tools and started to partner with a 3PL that didn't. I would like to think that they would look for someone that has similar things. But hey, for the sake of the argument, what does it look like when a shipper has, you know, this these these visibility tools and the 3PL is maybe a little bit more hesitant to get on board with it? Well, you're no, you, yeah, in terms of the use case of kind of having maybe the shippers using it in one area and wanting to bring it to other areas of the business we do see that a lot and one example we were working with a um uh, a shipper who had kind of their own internal fleet that brought um like goods from their facility to uh it was like local it was like local bakeries and and then also their own local suppliers or they were kind of handling that localized um process where they had i think it was Motive or Samsara, they had some telemaxis on there. They were using our integration with them for their own internal automation of geofencing. What they saw, but then they when they reached when they had, were working with their brokers, who then kind of took care of some of the national accounts that they were then shipping out to and some of the larger quantities there. They're like, okay, how can we transfer what we've already have in this automation of geofencing for both our own fleets and our own locations to these guys? And that's what's great about working with kind of a centralized data source like this is. We don't care where you're plugging into it from. It's the same data. And so they absolutely were like, hey, uh, you guys should, as our broker kind of clients, you guys should use this system that we we already built our own notification. 
applications and, and invisibility on top of because a we like it and we know it's helped our system we know it's only going to do great things for you as well so there's tons of fle- uh, kind of flexibility of where the data gets pulled to and where you want to use it because for us it's the same thing um so we do see a lot of that um across the board in terms of kind of how they bring it with us we're a huge word of mouth in terms of how we we get referrals and how we kind of grow from that sense um it's a big big part for us so you guys are basically that really good contractor in town that never advertises never has anything but is always busy because it just has that word of mouth that they do a good job they get everything done um i, I kind of like that approach for you guys <laughs> yeah no that's a that's a great comparison um and i think like uh I, I do come back to kind of the simplicity of it too, where it's like, there is a little bit of a nuance and education piece we found in terms of just sometimes clarifying for people for like, hey, what exactly do you do? Because some, some people will say, oh, I've already got a telematics or I've already got this, like, I don't need this. I'm like, no, no, that's, that's not what we do. And that's something we're always learning is how do we continue to communicate truly what we do? Um, but then once that once that's understood, it's like, hey, yeah, it's, it's a pretty quick, uh, pretty quick understanding of whether it's applicable or not for your business. But again, said this at the beginning, it, if you're using geofencing today in any way, I, I I can almost guarantee you're not doing it like this, which isn't a problem. You got the first step there, but this this can be this will be a value add. It's just how much you decide the value is. Um, so it's it's always worth seeing kind of what we built. I absolutely like that. That's got to be because it's it's like you said. If you're using geofencing, you understand the struggles. You're already managing those exceptions. You're already managing you you know the headaches that you have and how you wish it was almost a little bit better. Well, the solution to make it almost a little bit better. And we, and that's like a, we were talking with our kind of marketing team. We're like, they are, we're not selling to people. I'm not trying to sell people on the idea of geofencing. We're talking to people who are already using geofencing, know what it is and know the value, knows that know the value of it. And that's like one of the biggest things is if, if I'm only targeting that group, then I'm, I know that yes, you're using geofencing today, but this is on top of that. And so. Uh, that's really been our kind of approach to it is, hey, if you're using geofencing today, we've built a company around knowing there's there's a way to grow kind of the way you're using it today and add value to the way you're doing it today. Um, so it's been it's been a fun process for sure. I like it. Instead of trying to reinvent the wheel, you just shined it up and made it a little rounder so it can just keep going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't reinvent. Yeah, exactly. Wheels there. I'm giving you a better tire. All right. So we are running out of time, but there's a question. Everybody comes to the show has to answer. Are you ready for it? I am. I am. I, I'm you. I, you do these unique ones. So let's go. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Is a hot dog a sandwich? I do. Well, the one thing last time was you guys like when I commit. No, no, no political answers in between. Um, no, a hot dog is not a sandwich. And this is why I'm saying that. I think of sandwich as kind of a catch-all for like meatball sun, turkey sandwich, BLT. And I think hot dog is the same. Brat, ballpark frank, chili cheese dog. So no, it's it's different. It's separate. Okay, so you went into the whole categories. I'm thinking of it as like a category, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I don't think I would go and I would for sure never go get a brat, like a bratwurst and like not have it with the buns. Yeah. And I would never call it a hot dog. Which I think that's I think that's the way you do it in Germany. I don't think they do it in a bot. No, they don't. They don't. No. You just kinda get the the, the bratwurst and some fries, which the fries are impeccable. All right. I like that answer. I'm also I'm also team hot dogs not a sandwich, but I um I can see where those that are incorrect come from. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't think we need to give them any credit. I don't see where they're coming from, but <laughs> 
That's you, you can play the political card there. There you go. <laughs> All right. So if anyone um, wants to question your hot dog as a sandwich trend, uh, the answer, or if they want to reach out about any kind of automated geofencing, where can they find you outside the show? Yep. Super easy to find us on. Uh, I'm easy to contact on LinkedIn. Just Lucas Shore, the last name S-C-H-O-R-E-R or Lucas at KestrelInsights.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Find Check Call the Podcast anywhere you get your podcasts, like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Don't forget to check out all the other incredible FreightWaves podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter on FreightWaves.com slash Check Call. See you on the internet.